As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Andrew, hit us with the Sif Spoil theme song for this week. Walter's not God and Roland's still true. Jake's not that old and he's from the 70s too. <laughs> I'm trying to stay focused in the Tower of Wrong. <laughs> the Tower of Wrong. All right, fair enough. Well done. Well hey, done. thank you. Welcome to the uh, Sif Spoil for the Dark Tower uh, we're going to be looking at the Dark Tower in a little more depth, going into spoilers, not really worrying about it. Of course, the theme song for Sif Spoil, different every week, because something should still be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to this. Uh, maybe listen to it after you've seen the movie. Yeah. For a couple reasons. We don't really want to spoil anything for you. The other thing is we jump around a lot. We're not really talking to you as if you know you haven't seen it, so we're not trying to explain things that you yeah. might need to know. Um, so it'll be a lot better experience if you've already seen the movie. Uh, going through this. Having said that, Andrew, I'm handing it over to you, man. Tell me all about how it's awful and different. So I'm going to give you the premise for the first book. Okay. So, so you're going to spoil the books too? A little bit. I'm okay. not going to you know, tell you the ending of how everything... I don't plan on ever reading the books. But just for but, our audience, you okay. know. All right. So, but, uh, so the first book starts off with the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. Okay. And... Uh, that's the first line, and they even say it in the book or in the movie here. They say it; they don't actually show it. But um, uh, so it starts off with Roland Shane, the gunslinger, fault trying to find the Man in Black because he knows he has to get to the Dark Tower. It's his only hope for saving his world. Doesn't know that the Dark Tower can, you know, is above all universes, okay, or that is, or if it's even real, because a lot of people don't believe it's real. So, in the books, uh, do you know that it's holding back demons? It's not. What you So, you know it does something else? Nobody knows what it does. Okay, so what I'm saying is the movie is now telling us what it does. Yeah, but it. Yeah, I don't know if that's correct. Because <laughs> if you look at Roland's world, it's not doing a good job of holding love, back demons. I just love that. That's great. That was, that um, was So, he, um, the Man in Black puts in his path as an obstacle Jake. So the Man in Black puts him in uh, our world by killing him in his world. By the way, Jake is 10 years old. Okay. And his dad... So his, Jake is a character in the books? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's he's actually a pretty prominent character, but he's not the most prominent character. Okay, and he's, he's still, 10 in the books? Roland is the most prominent. Okay. And uh, he's a very gifted kid. He's not... He doesn't have what they call the shine... Uh, okay. He, he kind of which he, they call it in the movie. Yeah. They talk about the shine. What they have in Dark Tower is called the touch. It's kind of similar, but not quite. 
So did Jake's in the books? Uh, did Jake's dad die? Was burned to death? No, he's he's alive. Okay. Yeah, Jake's dad's still alive. Uh, mom? So is his mom. Yeah, actually, he comes from a very wealthy family. Because that was, I felt, one of the the most it was it was powerful, and it was also a missed opportunity. Was the death of the mother mm-hmm. uh, in the book because it, it left him alone, and I felt like we really cared, uh, you know, about that in his life. I didn't know that the mom died. Actually, I just saw the charred cinders there. I didn't. It took me a second. Oh wait, she's dead. They didn't show it, so. Well, yeah. I think they wanted it to be. I think yeah. they wanted us to experience with Jake. Yeah, and certainly, obviously, it leaves room. Yeah, that she could be alive, but I, I assume she's dead. Yeah. But in the books, uh, the Man in Black tells Roland, "I'll let you know where the uh, the Dark Tower is, but this kid that you've had following you around that I put in your path, you have to let him die." Wow! And he does. Wow! He lets Jake die. And he's like, "Okay, the kid's so dead." So the movie touches on the gunslinger. Everybody that's close to him dies. Yes. Okay. Because he comes from... Okay, so the gunslingers in the books, they're not meant to guard the tower. Think of them as uh, world sheriffs. They take... Okay. But they've been gone for a very long time. There was a rebellion in his world, in Midworld, and they all died except for him. They lost the rebellion. Um, So he's the last one, and the world's what they call moved on. It's moved on from what it was, and it's now this barren wasteland. So he's going around, and a lot of people, they treat him as if he's a demigod, pretty much, because like he's a gunslinger. They're not supposed to be around anymore. So right. he's royalty, and technically he is royalty. There's a little bit of that in the movie. Yeah. He was, he was the son of a king, so he's now the king that his father's dead. By the way, Walter didn't kill his dad. His dad died when he was very young. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, so they get that right, but the one thing that they really got in, probably what made me the most furious about the movie yeah, is that... Yeah, bring it on. Get angry, Andrew. What I said in the podcast proper is that in the movie, Roland is not true to his quest anymore. He's like, I'm not a gunslinger anymore. And people call him out like, you're not a gunslinger anymore. Right, yeah. That could be no farther from the truth in the, in books. the books. He is to the letter what it means to be a gunslinger. Now, again... To his detriment. Now, again, that is something that could change if this truly is a sequel to the books. Like, that is, like, a new character development for him just now. Like, he's finally had enough. Yeah. Um, Walter, he is a sorcerer, but he's not as powerfully as is portrayed in the movie. Fine with that. I know they have to give you mm-hmm. a villain, and he has to be an obstacle for well, it. As, as, as talented as Roland is in this movie with his guns, you have to have an equally opposing villain for the movie. I, I understand why they did and it. I, and I, I again... The Kilgrave type stuff mm-hmm. is really, I mean, when he just says to somebody, stop breathing, yeah. and, you know, they die. He can't like, do that. That's just, that's it's but terrifying. It's, but it's, it, the impact of it is is pretty terrifying. Oh, yeah, with the little girl with the mom, hate. <laughs> just Yeah. And see, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about metaphor. It seemed like this movie really wanted to touch on some stuff about what growing up, what adolescence is like and growing up is like, mm-hmm. and how we all have the... Uh, the option to listen to those darker parts of our instruction and our nature and you know i i can tell you as a parent who has four teenagers like you you wonder sometimes like who is demonizing my children (laughs) yeah who who has instructed them (laughs) to all of a sudden be this way it's walter (laughs) odin right yeah. yeah but but the movie doesn't again it doesn't ever go there it doesn't ever really ground that in a solid metaphor you know uh, fun fact, Walter Odim, he's a villain in several Stephen King books that are not The Dark Tower, though. Oh. Uh, have you ever read The Stand? No. 
Uh, I haven't read a single Stephen King book. Okay, well, uh, for those of you, he's Randall Flagg. He is the he goes by different names in different books, but it's the same guy. Cause well, how can, do you know? Just because Stephen King has said so. That and uh, he, uh, you see him transform in the books to that person. Oh, because he can change what his physical appearance looks like. Man, I what a missed opportunity for Stephen King expanded universe. I mean, now that people are they're doing, making one for TV. They, oh, for TV. Yeah, I just feel like you could. I, and again, maybe the ship has already sailed because they've already made so many of these books into movies. Yeah. But, uh, man, if he's already been setting that up in the books, it just seems like that could be a pretty incredible thing to, to do with the movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it starts off, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the movie now. So it starts off, Jake is pretty much psychic, mm-hmm. but he also has other abilities as well to control demons and stuff and to force the, not only people, but demons to do what he wants as well. So now he's being hunted by the Sombra Corporation, which is a front for... These are the people I, that have the faces that the tahine, yeah. Okay. Which uh, are they like little rat creatures or mole creatures or something underneath? They only show them as rat creatures in the movie, which I guess would make sense. There's other tahine that like had the faces of cranes and stuff. Think of mm-hmm. like uh, the 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 Egyptian gods how they have like bodies mm-hmm. of humans, but their heads yeah. are kind of like that, kind of like that. So there's not only rat people, but yeah, in the in the movie it's just rat people, and they can move kind of like what they showed. You know, like. You mm. see that fat guy, and you're like, oh, he's not going to be able... That, that one guy was chasing Jake around pretty yeah. well. Yeah. And I actually found that to be a pretty tense scene, because I didn't know if he was going to be able to get away. Right. But he does. Yep. And then he finds this mythical door in the Dunhill house. Is that not in the books? It's like the teleportation <laughs> between worlds? So, spoiler again for the books, after Jake dies, uh, he uh, goes back to his world uh, alive now. And he wants to go back to Midworld. And he goes to the Dunhill uh, house. Midworld's address is the 1919? In the movie, yes. Okay. There is no address. Those those oh, okay. fancy those fancy doors, they're not real. Oh, okay. Yeah. There are doors in the Dark Tower. Don't that tell take... me what's real. I saw them with my own eyes. <laughs> um, but the balls that we saw that uh, he had, uh, yeah. uh, there's a black one, and that's primarily how they trans they go back and forth between between worlds Mm -hmm. there's no all that future technology stuff none of that's in the books okay um just for the few just for the uh from here forth i'm going to call them orbs just to avoid any double entendres we're just going to call them orbs yeah they're called uh the wizard's rainbow is what each one's called because there's one for every color of the rainbow nice so yep the wizard's rainbow there's a lot of uh in the dark tower there's a lot of things that transcend from not only stephen king's books but you'll see characters from harry potter show up you'll see characters from wizard of oz show up it's a culmination of literature in one universe well the the orbs did remind me of wizard of oz yeah like they yeah they they did kind of feel Oh yeah, Ozian in that way, or Lord of the Rings. I guess I mentioned that too. Yeah, um, yeah, they they go to the Emerald City in the Dark Tower book. Oh wow, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of because uh, it's the literat- literary world culminating in one yeah. in one place. Plus, all that stuff is now public domain, so yeah. any creator can use it. Makes it kind of easy. Yeah. But uh, so uh, Jake in the movie finally gets transferred to Midworld, and he comes across Roland Deschain, the last gunslinger, who is on a quest to kill the man in black who killed his father in the movie. And uh, he is hellbent, you could say, on his revenge quest. So much that he has, as they say in the movies and the books, forgotten the face of his father. Yeah. Because he has forgotten his true purpose in life. 
I found and that phrase to be really poignant. I forgot the face of your father. Yeah, there's really something interesting about that. Mm-hmm. It feels ancient. It feels, you know, like like some sort of code, you know? Yeah, I love it. it I almost got that tattoo, but then I realized it's an insult, and I don't want that <laughs> <laughs> insult on my... So I got another quote done. Um, so, yeah, uh, he is now on this quest, and Walter is toying with him. The entire movie, Walter is toying with him. And I love that, because it for as powerful as we know... Roland is as with his with his skills, you know, because he's been trained. Think of what uh, gunslingers go through is what you would see like Spartans go through for their training, right? Like or if, samurais, or exactly yeah. where you're trained, Ninjas. where you're trained from childhood to mm-hmm. be the greatest ever. And if you fail, what you're it's called you're being sent west. You're outcast now because mm-hmm. you're a failed gunslinger. So him being a prince, there's a lot of pressure on him to be the greatest of all time. And now he's the last. But in the movie, he is still the last, but he's also forgotten the face of his father. Right. Doesn't want to protect the tower anymore from being destroyed by the beams. Uh, uh, another thing, uh, you saw the circle, and then there was the tower in the middle, and there was the lines going through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lines going through it, those are called beams. And they're what are what holds up the tower. So what you see him doing is he's trying to break the beams. Because if he breaks the beams, the tower falls. Uh-huh. Um, same within, or, uh, in the movie anyway. So they, uh, they're they gathering kids from not only what they call the Keystone world in the movie to take people over because they use their psych- psychic abilities to break the beam. Which I thought was an interesting... It was. I didn't hate it, but I, I did find it interesting because yeah. okay, that's not how they do it in the book, but that kind of makes sense, and I kind of like it. I did like that. I couldn't say that obviously in podcast proper because that's a big spoiler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't mind that at all. So they finally catch up with Walter and uh, the gunslinger, and Walter have their big showdown. What'd you think of the final showdown between the two? I loved it. I really did. It's. I yeah. thought it was where it all kicked in. Now, again, I will mention. Maybe this is as good a place as any to talk about the specific stuff that the trailer spoils. But there, there are, um, you know, the the reloading where he throws them in the air and then reloads <laughs> the guns in the air. Well, oh, not the, where the yeah, I know what you're so talking the, about. So the the mid air reloading and the quick reload were mm-hmm. awesome, both in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, the the scene where he does the blind shot, where he listens to the environment around him, yeah. was incredible. I loved that mm-hmm. in the trailer. You know? <laughs> so it's just like you know, just to see that over yeah. and over again. So for me, those I, I really love those experiences. I will say this about the finale with him uh, taking out the big machine that's you know trying to destroy the dark tower with a bullet. Mm-hmm. Um. I get why he can't quite get uh, the the man in black, you know, because he's so skilled and he can catch bullets and those kind of things. Shoot and, past him. <laughs> and I did, I did love, I did love the uh, the way he finally did get man in black. I thought that was cool. It's an old Robin Hood kind of thing. Yeah, you know, hit the arrow with the arrow kind of thing. Yeah, thought that was fun, really cool. But I did think after he just took one shot to take out that machine, like how do you not get that shot off as a gunslinger? Like how, like yeah. how do you, like instead of focusing on killing. Him first, shoot past him. Just shoot past. Just shoot the machine. <laughs> like, yeah. The machine's not going to catch your bullet. Yeah. So Do I you think that in the movie he's still so uh, focused on his revenge could that be. that takes could priority. Be. There, there could be great character reasons, but yeah. But but again, the boy is in the machine. You know. 
Yeah, could have. Yeah, that's a that's a twofer right there. Save the yeah. kid and save the universe. And apparently, the kid is holding the door open for him somehow with his mind while he's in the machine. Did I catch that too? Yeah. yeah. Um, Jake's Jake can kind of like catch in the books anyway. He mm-hmm. can catch glimpses. Like he's not the most powerful seer. He's like, I think I know what's going to happen. I will tell you this. Yeah, I didn't love the movie, but I did like it. Yeah. Um, or almost like it. Um, seeing them at the end with. Uh, the gunslinger and Jake and Jake doesn't have anybody on his planet, Keystone earth, right? So what they call it? Keystone earth. Yeah. He doesn't have anybody on Keystone earth really for him right now. Seeing them kind of partner together. And I think they were eating a hot dog at the end or whatever. Yeah. I, in that moment was like, I actually want a sequel. I I really want to see where this goes because I liked Matthew McConaughey, uh, his, you know, villain enough. Mm -hmm. And I like them enough that I would like for them to have another shot at making a great movie. They set up potential for sequels. You you kept seeing the All Hail the Crimson King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Think of the Crimson King as Sauron. He okay. is the big bad. Okay. And uh, uh, Walter was mainly just a a lackey. So do you think if they make a sequel, Walter won't be in it? No. Oh, that's a shame. I really like that Walter character. Yeah. But you think he's dead? Well, from what we saw here, yeah. Okay. I just didn't know if there was, like, magic and... Then again, uh, Walter has died a lot. (laughs) So, then again, he could come back. He's died a lot. (laughs) So, I guess I will say that. I didn't love it, kind of liked it, but I did want a sequel at the end. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'll come back to this universe. I'll come back and explore this with these people. Yeah. So, you know, that's saying something for the movie, I think. Exactly. But I'm I'm sure I liked it more than most people, though, because it really looks like critics especially are tearing it apart. Again, I don't... I've said you're allowed to be wrong. That's one of my catchphrases, you know. But I honestly, this just a joke. I say I never want people to hate a movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. So if I hate the movie and you like the movie, I don't go. Oh, what's wrong with you? I'm right. excited that people right. like movies, you yeah. know, because it proves that just because I love the source material, it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to be bad for people who right. aren't familiar with it. Right. And. Uh, from what, uh, whenever we left the the private screening the other night, people who were we were leaving with said, "I actually kind of like that," and it was a two sided coin for me. A, I'm excited that they like the movie, but what I'm afraid is if they haven't read the book and they go and read it, yeah, they're going to be like, "What's going on? This yeah. is nothing like what I was seeing." So different. I don't want people to be disappointed for be for giving something they weren't yeah. expecting. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult to separate the two for sure. Yeah. But uh, I totally get what you're saying with the whole trailer showing everything in the movie. That yeah, was I was so surprised by all those chemo. The <laughs> only one, I, I guess there was one that wasn't shown, is the final shot. Yeah, the well, kill you, shot. You can't show it. <laughs> Why not? I mean, show everything else. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Um, so, yeah, that was my most anticipated movie, and it is now ranked as my least favorite movie of the year. Yeah, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great year for most of it. What was my most anticipated that was off? Oh, Baywatch was one of my most anticipated movies. Uh, and it, you still have Darkest Hour coming soon? Darkest Hour. The Churchill, Gary Oldman oh, movie? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Trailers for that are coming out, and it looks very promising. Well, good to know. Good yeah. to know. I'm excited Probably gives all the, all, away all the cool Winston Churchill bullet reloads and stuff. But. <laughs> I will say that uh, I am very excited for it, and I think that it has a lot of promise, and that comes out uh, next month. So uh-huh. I'm getting my what, Stephen what King What has a lot fill. of promise? <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> ah. 
Uh, next one I'm super excited about, mm-hmm. other than the Churchill one, which I think could be cool. Um, I'm really excited for Thor, and I'm excited for Coco. I love me some Pixar original stuff. Oh, yeah. Coco, um, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued where Coco's going. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential. My my concern is because I just know what it's about. My concern is there's going to be too much Book of Life in it, Mm -hmm. which was about the same, like the Day of the Dead kind of thing. So, um, but again, I haven't seen. But that wasn't Pixar. No, 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 it wasn't. And what I love about Pixar, and what I don't understand why they can't do it with any other Disney property, is the diversity and the variety you find in Pixar films Mm. is phenomenal. Yeah, no film is like another one. Sometimes even sequels are completely different. <laughs> yeah, but they're not bad. Yeah, they're as for as much variety as they show. You can count on one hand the number of bad Pixar movies. Yeah, well, you can and count, most of them. You can are, count it on one finger, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a guess at Cars Two. Yeah, Cars Two. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, other than that, the bad ones, comparative to other animated films, are decent still. Yeah. So. Yeah, you think of the original Cars as one of Pixar's misses, but it would still be a great movie if it came out of, you know, yes. DreamWorks or somebody else. So, yeah. This has been a very good year for movies. I think so. I wasn't sure it was going to be, but it but it has been so far. And then, of course, uh, very much looking forward to Episode Eight. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Can that just be tomorrow? Can we all just watch it tomorrow? I just want to watch it. Yep. Uh, thanks for hanging out for the spoilers, guys. Uh, we will be back. Uh, next week with um, well, actually, we probably won't do a spoiler episode next week. No, nope. we'll just make we'll just it talk a some TV. Good TV episode. All right, we'll catch you next time. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.